Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Hey, Fem Fam. How many of you are beginner filmmakers like us who are trying to learn the trade all on your own? Scouring the web for help can be time consuming and limiting. I mean, <laughs> that's how we've learned most of what we know. But what if there was a structured online course on cinematography that you can follow right in the comfort of your very own home, aka editing bay? And that's why we're excited to spill the tea about our partnership with Tropic Color, a leading company in the production of LUTs, effects, and more. Most importantly, they've developed an online course that includes over 70 topics, led by two professional DPs who've worked on all types of sets and really know the industry. Tropic Color's Cinematography Masterclass will take you through pre-production, lighting, camera breakdown, and more. Here at FemRegard, we only want to provide you with the best tools out there because we know it's possible to get better without having to spend thousands of dollars on film school. That's why we'd like to offer you a special discount code to sign up for Tropic Color's Cinematography Masterclass. Just head on over to tropiccolor.com, spelled the British way, T-R-O-P-I-C-C-O-L-O-U-R, and use our code. FEM10, that's all caps, F-E-M-M-E-1-0, when you're checking out, and boom, all this knowledge at an already great price for an extra 10% off. Get it, fam? Well, hello, FEM fam. Welcome back to another episode in season five. <laughs> I promised I'd bring you guys access. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome, and today we have the lovely Mr. Connor Peters from Off the Script Podcast. Brought to you oh, by you. Off the Script Podcast. Brought to you by Panadrop. Brought to you by, you know, that's not cutting into my marketing budget. I don't know if I can sponsor it all, but thank you guys for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. We're happy to have you here. Connor Backstory is a dear friend. <laughs> he, um, I met him through one of my high school friends. Shout out to Eric Miner um, out here in LA that he like brought us together. And we both are like film fanatics. So we really connected that way. So Thank you, Eric, and thank you, Connor, for taking the time to, to come on our show. No, I'm stoked. So, uh, yeah, just a little bit about, uh, I guess, our show. We basically just kind of cover all types of film. Um, you know, today we're going really old school, which I'm stoked about. I keep it a little more modern, usually uh, 80s, 90s, and today, you know, I feel like a radio station fan that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've uh, we've covered different topics. So Lord of the Rings uh, is coming out with some new stuff, uh, hopefully soon with Amazon. But in prep for that, we decided to do Game of Thrones, right? We touched on like Harry Potter aspects, of course, Star Wars, uh, kind of some nerdy stuff there. But then also like Times of the Lambs will dive deep into like more Oscar movies. I uh, love that We touched that on Parasite. One. Yeah. 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 yeah no, it's, 
Yeah, those were my two good favorites. Movie. I know. Good movie. Saw that with, with you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great, great time. So yeah, um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm stoked. We've got so much to kind of cover here today. Uh, yeah, just thank you guys for having me. I'm, I'm actually really excited. Usually it's just me and you know, my cousin just kind of messing around. Um, so it's nice <laughs> having a third, you know, two new people to talk with. <laughs> yes. So today, guys, we're going to have an off the script kind of podcast. So we, like Connor said, we chose to go with an older styled film. It is the Okay, you guys are going to laugh. I kept calling it the Millennium Falcon. And <laughs> um, wrong but, genre, but that's okay. Wrong, wrong, like I, I caught myself saying that to my mom today. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is so wrong. But no, we, it is the Maltese Falcon. It's a 1941 film directed and written by John Huston. And it debuted the wonderful, dashing Humphrey Bogart as the private investigator. Sam Spade and Mary Astor, who Mary is the wonderful femme fatale. Wait, hold on. Sam Spade is Humphrey Bogart. That's yeah, the you're character's right. name. You're right. <laughs> Wait, the other what? big okay, guy was Peter Lorre. He technically stars in it, but yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah, we, we chose it because, uh, as you guys know, I've been talking about it for a long time now but it's still happening is I've been working on my film noir script and it's kind of like our femme vibe so um yeah so do you guys want to talk about what a noir is a noir film is exactly um I just want to I found a little quote from United Cinema Group about this movie being like the quintessential noir so I'll just read that real quick yeah. um it says, you may likely agree that it is a prototypical for the entire genre. It provides an excellent introduction to its world with expressionistic lighting, cynical characters, base motivations, and questionable moral code. And I thought that was cool because like, it's all those things that you like, you recognize when you're watching noir, but like, if you had to list all the things in a noir, I don't know if I would even think of all of those, you know, but exactly. they're all really evident in this film. Right. Exactly. That's. I, I think when I think of noir, uh, it doesn't have to be anything, anything crazy, right? The, the reality is, there's usually a central character who's that in between good and evil, mm-hmm. and then kind of towing the line consistently, and then trying to. Uh, usually, it's just their own self-interest. Um, but then at the end of the movie, they typically end up doing the right thing, right? No matter what they may think, feel in this movie. You know, it's with uh, with a girl, which almost all of them are. But uh, yeah, you know, we were talking about uh, neo noir movies. I was thinking of uh, Drive. Drives kind of a similar concept, right? Where you have this person in between good and bad worlds and it's trying to make a decision which one to be more for. So, oh yeah, uh, I'm down to jump right in if you guys are. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Let's have you lead, Connor. All right, well, thank you guys. Uh, so first off, I just want to say, I actually love this movie. And 1941, I was actually pretty riveted by it, which yeah. is kind of amazing. Um, and I know it's, it's held its weight for a long time. I know it's on the AFI list, so I've been wanting to watch it for a while, but I guess my question for you guys, the beginning of the movie, we start off right away in San Fran. Uh, I, I laugh because I, I can't remember the initial character. It's Miss O'Shaughnessy, but um, I can't remember the initial name she drops. But as soon as she drops the name, I'm like, I don't think that's it. Ruth Wonderly. Ruth Wonderly, that's it. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, you're like, ah, eh, I don't know. But anyway, what were you guys' thoughts? Because, you know, as female filmmakers, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was great actually seeing if somebody who loves Mad Men, uh, and I think it portrays the era excellently. I love seeing a 1941 movie actually star a, a really powerful female right away. Yeah. 
I mean, I love her character because like she's introduced in such a, oh, a damsel in distress way. And you're like, oh, come on, really? And like, you know, Sam's all like, oh, show her in. She's beautiful. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then <laughs> as, <laughs> as the movie progresses, though, like you realize, A, she's not who she says she is. B, she might be like extremely evil. Like we don't even know. And dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Dangerous, like. Um, yeah, so she's like, she ends up being kind of this whole like strong femme fatale. And I love that, that she's like, she just deceives everybody in the beginning with that. And, and I like it, how the movie, yeah. Consist- yeah, sorry, Carolina. No, I, I, I totally agree. Like the whole time though, like she was even, she had me fooled a couple times because mm-hmm. I, I was just like, her, her performance was so like, you know, sincere in, in the way she, you can tell she was deeply like, fearful but it was cool to then see her switch over I I think it was halfway through kind of like that moment where you're like okay you got me you got my number detective like I (laughs) these waterworks like are like I'm kind of scared for my life but I'm also kind of the problem yeah (laughs) yeah so Humphrey Bogart I mean really I you you should know like typically uh, just great actors um for the generation yeah it's really amazing one of my favorites yeah Excellent, excellent job making through the, the whole movie. And I, I love where there's a scene where they're in her hotel room, essentially. And he essentially tells her, cut the crap. Yeah, I know this exactly. Is, you know, and, that's and the she, moment. That's, exactly. That's the moment And that's right when there. you're like, got it. And, and I, I love just how well he plays it. So I, he's interested the whole time in what this is, uh, you know, what the bird is. But realistically, the movie, I, I love these types of films because they aren't actually about the bird, right? It's more about human nature, how we interact. Um, uh, Miles, I think, is his partner at the beginning to kind of conclude, I guess, more of the first act. Uh, they find out that, you know, Miles is, is murdered and it's not exactly who you think. And we get these small hints where it's, you weren't sure if it's, you know, Miss Wonderly or Miss O'Shaughnessy at the time, if it's maybe his ex or his wife, uh, widow, rather. Right. Um, they, I know there's a scene where they actually show her with a black gloves on. And that's the same black glove that you saw him get killed with. Uh, and so, yeah, exactly. Uh, you yes, know. yes. So you get these tidbits throughout, and you're like, who's exactly doing it? And uh, it's, for a story, I, I like how we, we start off with the world building, we sh- and then we slowly kind of get pushed. You, you think it's going to be slow moving, and then get pushed right into it. Ten minutes yeah. in, we get a murder. And it's, okay, what's going on? Then Thornsby, the guy's tailing, he gets murdered. All right, yeah, so now we have exactly. multiple people I, in I there. almost missed that because it happened so quick. I was like, wait. And then right. I saw the newspaper article yeah. and I was like, oh, he was murdered too. Spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> this is, this yeah. is what we're All doing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, in case you guys didn't know, we're dissecting this film. So spoiler <laughs> alert. In all fairness, it's been out for 70 years. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. <laughs> oh, and real quick, guys, if you are also a Bogart fan, The Big Sleep is another one of my favorites that he's Oh, good in, for so. you. Yes, definitely check that I, out. I know you're Casablanca. Per- I know you guys like Casablanca. Like everybody likes that movie. I mean, you um, can't not like it, <laughs> really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'd actually only seen him in Casablanca. Um, so it's kind of nice. I know he's in uh, The African Queen. And, and it's just kind of nice seeing him in, I guess, different roles and seeing the, the different personas that these uh, different actors take, especially on a black and white film screen. There's not a lot of power to work with. And you still get right. moments where he's at the desk and he's kind of rolls his eyes. And you still catch this even with only like two or three film angles. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, with that in mind, I guess, just kind of looking at, I, I like kind of looking at the different characters in this. Um, what are you guys' opinions on, I, I guess, Gutman felt like the, the obvious, you know, he's going to get him type guy. Uh, I mean, 
just overall, like what kind of were your thoughts on character development and how they're all portrayed, the ending, of course, we'll get to that in a few, but yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed, well, I'll start with Bogart because we were just talking about him, Sam Spade. Um, I enjoyed his character because to us now, you know, living 70 years after noir started, like he's so stereotypical, right? Like his partner's killed and he's like, scrape his name off the windows and change it to Samuel. <laughs> and then he's like magically in love with the girl, like yes! they just met and you know, they're yes! like making totally. out and he's like, I love you, darling. Like, you know, it's just so stereotypical, yeah. but like back yeah. then it wasn't, you know, like that was brand new. Um, so it's interesting to watch that. But I think my favorite character is probably Cairo because he's just so strange. <laughs> he looks so <laughs> the weird. The French man, yeah. right? The we yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't what? think, I, I like genuinely don't know a word to describe him. When I was watching it and I was taking notes, I was like, what am I, kind of adjective. And I he's was like, snaky. He's like snaky. very, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, like, I wrote ferret. Ferret esque was my word. <laughs> Ferret esque. Yeah. yeah. It's just so, like that whole, like, he's swarming. like kind of mm -hmm. sneaking, kind of getting into, you know, he, one moment he has, like, he's totally trying to have a very civil um, kind of what's uh, like proposal yeah. to, like, get, you know, something from the detective. And the next thing you know, he's pulling a pistol on you. So, like, you're just. But then and you I kind love of feel bad for him because he ends up being like, "Oh, you smacked me! I'm bleeding." You know, like <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> so clearly, I just love doing all these '40s voices. I'm sorry, you guys. I can't help myself. <laughs> Can we real quick talk about like how like fight choreography from back then to now, like? The, in the movie, let's just talk about one swing. Man is down and he is out cold. Like in any movie nowadays, like no, nah, one punch is not going to do it. You got to do like 10 punches <laughs> and then they're still kind of like uh, breathing. And then like, maybe then they kind of pass out. But I just I love watch. like in these films, yeah. it's just like one punch and done. And it's yeah. like, it's kind of cool though. I don't know. It, it works. Well, I watched John Wick 3. I guess a oh week my ago. God. John I hadn't seen it yet. And uh, it was amazing for a fight choreographer. Right. Fight choreographer. Yeah. It's just so funny comparing. Because I, I agree. Like, I watched yeah. I laughed so hard. He gets smacked one time, like, all flustered. Yeah. And you go watch yeah. Frank, And I mean, just yeah, choreography wise, you're like, whoa. I mean, back then, they're like, yeah, we two punches tops. Yeah. Tops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the one part whenever. Um, Oh, I can't think of the guy's name. The guy that they that Gutman had sent to kind of like trail Sam, um, that he said Wilmer, was like his son, right? Wilmer, yes, Wilmer. Wilmer. Yeah. So Wilmer. Sam and Wilmer are like walking down the hallway, and he, Wilmer's got his hands in his pockets because the guns <laughs> are there. And Sam just like pulls his coat down so his like arms are stuck to his body and pulls the guns out of his pockets. Like <laughs> so easy. So you know, it's just so funny. It's so smooth. Of <laughs> all, the, I, I, as a hitman, you'd think you'd be a little better shooter than that, but right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it's so funny, it, and it's it's very uh, 1940s, 1950s, uh, obviously. But it, it is just funny seeing some of those stereotypes play out. And you know, the villain I, I laugh at Gutman, right? His name's Gutman, and he's a big fat guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, how original. <laughs> well, um, interesting too, because like for for Sam Spade, the the detective Bogart's character, like I would argue that he is also not entirely 
uh, a saint obvious like he's just not that's and that's the style of the genre like they aren't made to be these also heroic heroine characters there he's also kind of he flirted with getting you know the the money to almost yeah a bribe and and also just like his overall overall demeanor yeah he like he sleeps with women he's just like it's that kind of guy like I'm gonna well married women because that his partner's (laughs) wife and yeah it's just why not and I also (laughs) love though like but I kind of love like the menace and the the cynic in him like that's kind of a fun side of his character and like it's almost like nothing really phases his moral compass or demeanor he so he's unfazed by you know whether the woman he just fell in love with you know <laughs> like has to now like maybe be sentenced to death who knows because she ended up you know causing the entire thing to happen and 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 he's just like yeah I mean if it works out I'll see ya later down yeah. in 20 years so yeah. cool sayonara baby yeah, do you mind if we let's touch on the ending here? Because yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, I, I loved it. I love the idea that everybody's chasing. And he says at the end, "This is what dreams are made of," right? It's iconic line, but I love the whole idea that this is this <laughs> is all made up. This isn't actually real. Uh, you know, and, and now they're on to the next quest. We're on like to try to find the real one. Uh-huh. We keep pushing forward, and and you're always like, I wonder if he'll ever get it. It probably won't, but. That's the oh, whole yeah. idea. Just and I so know. for the guy, everyone who who maybe hasn't seen the movie or oh yeah, sorry. Sure. So the ending is they. So they've been all, all the bad guys are trying to get the the bird. Uh, it's a gold. Yeah, like jewels, bull. I like yeah, bronze. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, it had like it was gold, bronze, covered in jewels, and so it it was taken from a king from Spain and then like passed around and ended up everywhere, oh, like Russia at one point, I think, didn't it? Like it's been all over. Yeah. <laughs> And it's essentially worth in the movie like a million dollars, right? That that's kind of the number they land on. So. And they like to hide the the appearance of this bird. They covered it in paint. Someone did along the line just to like hide its value, and only the people that were aware of this bird existed. <laughs> the believers. <yeah. laughs> the believers. <laughs> they, yeah. they knew its value, and yeah. So for the ending, ending like they they're fighting over this bird and it doesn't it's not, it's not the, the real thing. deal it doesn't end up being the real thing so go on connor <laughs> no yeah so just uh, with that it's a, it's perfect right it's just perfect we've been hunting for something all movie yeah and it does not exist <laughs> <laughs> and you know, people it, it died very, over it <laughs> right yeah. we've murdered people exactly uh it feels like indiana jones and Raiders of the lost ark for me right is we're hunting for this arc, hunting for it, hunting for it, and then we finally get it. Mm-hmm. And then what do we do? We try to utilize it, and and actually it's a disaster, right? So same thing with the bird, right? It, it's just a I call it like fugazi, right? Matthew McConaughey says it Wolf of Wall Street, so I love using that. Um, but but it's not real. It's something that you're always going to be chasing, but who knows if you're going to actually get the real thing? Uh, and so with that in mind, I, I do love the ending, not spoiling plot here, but I love how um, him and O'Shaughnessy talk, and, and she makes that comment where she says, if it would have been the real thing, would you be turning me in? And he's like, that would have sweetened your side. Like, maybe. Yeah. But I'm in the business of, if your partner gets killed, I have to find who did it, and you yeah. did it. And, and, and it's, it's so self-interest oriented. And, and I do love that because uh, we, you know, when you 
every good, I think every good movie, there has to be one person that can't be just super altruistic, right? There has to be one person that's just like, I, I'm in it for me. Um, I joke Star Wars is kind of like that, where Han Solo is the audience avatar, where he's like, yeah, why the hell am I going to fight something called the Death Star when I can just get paid and leave? Um, but, you know, in this, it's kind of the same way. And, and I do love that main character. Just he's, He lives in that gray, right? He turns her in, which is the right thing, but he maybe did it for the wrong reason. And I love that, too, like, I mean, in 1941, like, people certainly did that kind of stuff, but that wasn't, like, what you talked about, right? Like, everybody had to do the right thing, and that's what movies are about. And, like, you know, so this is, like, mm-hmm. I think was probably shocking to audiences to have, like, the main character, like, the hero be like that, uh, which is pretty cool, you know? It's exciting. Definitely. I saw on this the budget, it's so funny looking at budgets, by the way. Budget on this was $320,000, I want to say. Oh, wow. uh, and then the box office was $1.75 million. So it's like, wow. Oh, my they God. Really, they made it big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um, But, yeah, yeah, it's it's really, weird. like, as a whole story arc, uh, you, you get all these characters introduced. And, and I think that's what, you know, Carolina, as you're writing your noir script, um, which I've I've read the sample, which I appreciate. And thank you for it. Uh, you know, I, I, I can tell that's kind of what you're trying to do, right? Is you're trying to introduce this world, but more importantly, let's pull one or two characters from this part of the world. Let's pull one or two from this part, right? And then let's mm-hmm. bring them together and let's kind of see how they interact. And that's what's more interesting. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I love that, that kind of character where it's that they flirt with the line between, yeah, what self-interest and and someone else's because they're all infatuated with kind of the the wrong things like money and and power or like status or all these like bad characters but even the good guys like they get roped into that and it's it's funny because it's also a human like element like we all can tempt you know get tempted by those kinds of things and and then it goes down to like what's really important to you as a person what do you want out of life you know, these yep. deep questions that I ask myself as I write, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, and at the same time, it's great at the beginning, he gets easily bribed. Mm-hmm. That's them, like, the thing. $200. It was so funny. I was like, oh, he just took that, like, whatever. <laughs> but then, yeah. like, also at the end, whenever, you know, Gutman gives him the 10000 and he has to give it back, and he's like, well, I'm keeping this for, you know, what I did. But then yeah. he, like, ends up giving that money to the police, too. So it's like, you know, it, it, he is bribable, but he also is, like, doing the right thing. And, like, you know, yeah. It's a rare sense of moral code where it, it, it it borders, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, it typically is no, I'm, I'm going to take part in like the truth, right? And what the reality is. He bent, warped it a little bit, right? With the money, for right. example, he warped it a little bit, but it, it was all actually in the name of what's, what's right and what's morally sound. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think I would have been interesting. I just, I would have liked, I guess, a sequel with this. Oh, they're making, but none of the actors could get together for it. It's unfortunate, but I would like the sequel to see the yeah. opposite, right? What yeah. happens if you actually, they have the real bird? At that point, it's like, okay. Let's walk away. Let's all go together. I'm done. I don't need to have the shop. Case closed. I don't know what happened. Um, and now we're all rich. I just, I find that kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. I was almost waiting. This is the second time I've seen it, but the first time I saw it, I was almost mm-hmm. waiting for him to like somebody else just scrape more after and find out that it was the real thing. And it was just like another yeah. layer underneath and, you know. Right. Right. That would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been awesome if Cairo did that. And then like ran away with it, <laughs> right? I thought he was gonna have a different bird. I thought I thought he had faked it. I thought he had basically molded his own, 
mm-hmm. gone in there with a fake one and then kept the real one for himself, uh, which, you know, that's, uh, I guess, a little too in the weeds. But. but what I like is like what pivoting back to what you said, Connor, I like that. And this is kind of like a theme for the noirs, too, is it's it comes down to like searching for the truth at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I think I like that ending that it is it's not about getting this bird, this quest for the bird, but more for the quest for the truth as to what happened. And that's what I enjoy so much about film noir. It's like finding yeah finding the truth to the 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 story of the like whatever happened like the killings or the the love affairs like where's the truth to all of that why is this happening and there's a great line she says where she says i don't know what's the truth and what's a lie anymore yeah ah yes and i i love that i thought it was a great line that's a great line oh i love the lines too like i just (laughs) love the dialogue into film noir it's so good it's so good who who is your guys's least favorite character mine was i think what what's his name wilmer or whatever the the guy who kept stalking him i had cairo as my least favorite get out of here he was probably (laughs) He, he's he's an he's an odd. I think it's because he's an oddball. He's kind of like pissed me off. I'm like, oh man, like this guy's got a bit of a punchable face. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I don't like what's his deal. Like I, I was basically waiting for them to sell him out at the end. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm kind of tired. But uh, then yeah, your boy Wilmer came along. My goodness, yeah. what a character! Just the guy looks terrible. He what looks character. like he's suffering from PTSD the whole time. It's <laughs> awful. I'm like, I feel kind of bad for him. Now. <laughs> I have to say probably my least favorite is Miles' wife, his widow, Iva, I think is her yeah. name. She's just annoying. Like, bitch, you're not yeah. that sad. <laughs> Come on. I know. <laughs> She's in her funeral blacks, like, right. the entire time. Being so dramatic. <laughs> Poor Effie for had days. to, like, stay at her house for days and calm her down. Like, Come on. Or Effie, Effie, Effie was, like, my name, yeah. favorite character, I think. Yeah, she from- was cool. Sam Spade she was so cool she was like I got you I'm I'm on it and like I kind (laughs) of like I would love to have a movie centered around her like someone like dealing with working with a a hard-boiled detective like him you know like I feel like that would be interesting because she was was you know I think it just watching it I I, I'm not I don't know this for certain of course but um watching Mad Men I I think it's kind of that Peggy Olsen effect right Mm -hmm is you get yeah. like as Mad Men, they're probably writing like what happens if instead of the show center around have it center around him but also center around her and her just relationship dealing with this crap all the time yeah, um, yeah. and yeah I, I agree she's actually a really good character um I was really waiting for her at the end to like come through and maybe like join the group right and call the police on her own or something but uh unfortunately the script didn't have that but yeah yeah well listeners if you haven't seen it highly recommend it it's like three bucks to rent on iTunes or something. <laughs> it's, it's not that hard to find. Um, and Connor, why don't you tell our listeners how they can find you, um, your podcast and your social media and all that. Yeah. Thanks guys. Uh, so we're on Instagram. We are officially, uh, it's all script on po- uh, podcast, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. I honestly, I lose track of all the different outlets, but uh, yeah, if you have an iPhone, you can find us. If you have a, uh, what's a Google phone or whatever it is, you can find us. But, uh, we're on Facebook, uh, but Instagram's pretty big is where we do a lot of our stuff. And uh, we are on um, Offscript Online there. We also have a website, offscriptonline.com, uh, where we just do different articles and things like that. So, yeah, just I appreciate you guys for having me on. It's been great. Um, oh you guys do wonderful God, work, so by the way. Oh. Wonderful work. 
Thank you. Thank you. Now that we're Zooming, I can bring you guys in. We can do a different one on my end. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Would love that. This was actually a lot of fun. I would love to do this again. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Well, thank you guys for having me. And uh, as I mean, you guys, no tea today, but that's all right. Maybe next time. (laughs) Right. Yes. Virtual tea time. (laughs) All right, Connor. Thanks so much. Yes. Thank you, Connor. And thank you, listeners. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at FemRegard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 